Amen, guys. And how many of you guys know there's more leaders, and they're going to be sharing their testimonies, and they're all going to have their chance to share what God did in their life because it's real. It's real. We come to church because God is real, and he changes people up if you let him. He doesn't come in there by force. It's a choice. And you have a choice today. Today we're talking about the greatest commandment. And I want you guys to start thinking to yourself. Just think of one thing. What could be the greatest commandment? Man, we got it. God said there's a great commandment, okay? Start thinking of it. What could it be? Um, going to church? Nope. Um, um, witnessing? Nope. What is it? Let's, let's read Luke 10, 25, 28. It says this. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 26. What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. 28. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. The greatest commandment right here. I'm not sure if you guys caught that. Jesus summed it up, what you should do in your life right here. In one verse, 27. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I pray, Lord, that this message, this word will go deep down inside of us, Father God, but not just be something we hear. But God, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit, Lord, would just convict our hearts, Father God, in the areas where we need to grow, Father God. We want to go after you. And Father, we want to listen to your commands and obey them. But I pray, Father, that you would do this in the service. Father, rock people in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's keep on going. The greatest commandment, guys. Watch this. Verse 27. I'll read it one more time. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. How many guys know there are a bunch of commands in the Bible, right? And we go back in the book of Exodus, we get the, the what? The Ten Commandments. When Moses come down from the meeting with the Lord and he gave the people these laws, all right? And there are a bunch of laws in the Bible that you can read out. But understand this. What Jesus was talking about, he says, if you guys get this in your heart today, if you guys realize that you got to love God and love your neighbor, but love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, if you get that, you're headed in the right way. Guys, do not leave this place without this letting settle in your heart. Settle this today. If this is an issue, man, you've been rebellious towards God. It's hard for you to love people. Whoa, whoa, hold on. I don't, you know what, Adam, I love everybody except for old buddy right there because you know what? I don't, I don't like him because, you know, we just have friction. We just don't go. What does God say? Love your neighbor as yourself. You wouldn't love yourself like, well, I only love this half of my body and this half. It's like, this is my good side. This is my bad side. So, jeez, you know, we ain't doing that here. Love your neighbor as yourself. Loving God, loving people. That's here. We have a vision here at this church. Loving God first, loving people. You understand? I'm going to break this down because it's just saying, Adam, I, everybody can say to themselves, I love God. How many guys by a show of hands would say, I love God? Just raise your hands nice and high. Pretty much, pretty much everybody in here. Okay? How many guys love people by a show of hands? Just raise them up high in the air. You just love them. Okay, that's not, not everybody, but okay, we're working on that. Work on your love for God and people. Throughout your life, you're going to work on many different things. Today, we're focusing on the greatest commandment. Work on your love 
for God and people. If you have a relationship with somebody and things go bad, you're not going to say, oh, it ends right there. Today in America, divorce rates are going up. They're skyrocketing. It's about a 50-50 chance, or it might have gone higher, that people who get married would end in divorce. Why? Because God's not first. Because God's not first in the family. Work on your love. It's a relationship between you and the Lord. If you don't work at it, God's not going to be like, oh, well, you have to do this. You have to do this. And sometimes we can hear that, oh, I have to do this. I don't love. And this, you're not doing it in love. See, I love my parents, and I'm going to do what they say. I love my leaders, so I listen to them when they tell me, and they give me wisdom, and they give me advice. I'm listening. Go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. Amen? Love God. Today we're going to learn what it means to love God. If we just say, well, Adam, I love God. Like we said before, loving God, what's it say? To worship and adore God with passion and to obey his commands. Okay, when we get to those bold letters, I want you guys to yell it out at the top of your, your lungs, just loud. Okay, loving God. To now they gotta get loud on that. Come on now. To and God with passion and to his commandments. To worship and adore God with passion. We have an opportunity every week, week in, week out, every time we come here. You know, we I get on the guitar, Davi's on the drums, Layla's on the piano. And what do we do? We always we always have a time of worship, guys. And we play songs and we get into the presence. But some of you guys Looking at the time, what time is it over? Come on now. Jesus just, we just finished reading what Jesus said, to love God. How do we do that? To worship and adore him with passion. I want to encourage you guys that anytime we have a worship time, we're just singing songs and playing our instruments. Just, just focus on the Lord. Don't focus on people around you because you're not going to want to worship God because you're going to be more discouraged by the person not worshiping next to you than you wanted to go after God. To love God, to worship and adore him with passion, and to obey his commands. Obey his commands. Come on, let's keep on going. Love God. Loving God, to worship and adore him with passion. And I want to read you this passage of Revelations, I think it's 5, 11 through 14. But it talks about when Jesus Christ is coming back. It paints the picture, and I love it because it's graphic. It's just real. It shows you what it's going to be like when God comes back and everybody is worshiping God. And they're not worshiping God like we were. They're worshiping. And everybody's going to hear it and see and be like, oh, my gosh. So let's read. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped God. Here the Bible's talking about the whole host of heaven coming down and when God comes back on the horse he's not playing around he's coming back and there's going to be blood as high as a horse's head he's coming back judgment time it's real everybody at that day could be like oh at that point it's like that's real and it describes the picture everybody's going to be worshiping the Lord in a loud voice they're going to say glory and praise he is worthy 
and everybody's going to hear it. That's what it's going to be like. But here today, where the Holy Spirit is free in our lives, we're not even singing. Some of us are lip singing. Like, what is that? We can laugh. It's funny, right? But understand, it's not going to be that funny when we stand before God. Where's the passion at, guys? To worship God and adore him with passion. I heard something. I read this quote one time. It said, passion is not something that you have. It's something that you choose. Oh, passion is not something that you have. Oh, he's just more passionate than I am. I, I can't be like that. I can't be that. Great. It's something that you choose. I choose to be passionate for the Lord. I choose not to sit by and just go by about that. I choose to have a relationship and know him and talk with him and walk with him and understand him more. You can be passionate about anything. As a matter of fact, some of us were passionate when the Bears whooped the Eagles last week. We're like, yeah, come on, somebody. Come on, the Chicago Bears Super Bowl, but I ain't saying nothing, right? So check this out. We were passionate when they scored a touchdown. That's it. We're, we're doing good. We're, sit, we're standing before the Lord in the presence of God, and we're just, we can't even raise up our hands. We can't even shout. That should be the norm. And I'm not saying that you guys are bad if you're not doing it, but understand, let that be something in your heart. I got to work at that. I want to worship God with passion. I want to worship him with everything that I got. Because I can give sports everything that I got. I can give my friends everything that I got. What about the one who died on a cross? What about the one who took all our sins on a cross and gave us life? I'll only give you just one hand. Come on, guys. Let's be passionate in our worship. There's something greater, because I promise you, once you break through that, the Holy Spirit comes down, and he just he takes over. Because he's looking around. The Holy Spirit's in this place, and he's discerning. He's like, okay, fake. Just want it. Okay. They're going after it. They're going after it. And the Holy Spirit comes over you. I promise you. That, at that time, you can't even, it's like, start speaking in tongues, letting it out. Amen? Let's keep on going. To love God. To obey God his commandments to obey his commandments let's read Deuteronomy 11 one says this love the Lord your God and keep his requirements his decrees his laws and his commands always John 14 15 says this if you love me keep my commands guess who said that Jesus understand Jesus is God the second person in the Trinity you guys may like oh he's just a person no people say that oh he's just a person just no Jesus is God he's saying if you love me you can obey my commands you're going to obey what I say. And let me tell you something. If you love somebody, it's going to be easier to obey what they say because you do it out of love. It's not out of force. And if you're at that place today where it says, man, Adam, just come to church, even sitting down where you're at, is hard? Check the heart. Check the heart. As a matter of fact, let's all check our hearts. Is it, is it hard for me to sit even now to listen to the preacher preach about obeying God and loving his commands? Check the heart. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And I'm telling you, it starts in the heart. Get it out of there. Get it out of there because you choose in your heart. Choose this day whom you will serve, the Bible says. Let's keep on going. First John 2, verses 3 to 4 says this. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not know what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. Whoa, that's some harsh words there. Hold on a second. A liar? You're a liar? See, if you know the good you ought to do but do not do it, you're wrong. It's a sin. 
Come on, if you know you're supposed to be loving God, keeping his commands, not just the Ten Commandments, because Jesus comes and he gives us a whole bunch more. See, guys, more concerned with the do's than the don'ts. The don'ts are important. God's more, he cares more about what you do. Do you love him? Do you read your word? Oh, God, I didn't kill nobody. I'm going to heaven. God, I didn't lie today. I'm going. No, 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 check this out. Have you read your word? Were you obeying all his commandments? Come on now. Think about it right now. If you're obeying all of his commandments, not just some, not just some, come on. Do what he commands. Do what he commands. Let's keep on going. I was going to say something more, but we'll save that for the end. Number three, love people. To love people, to truly help them in their times of need and preach the gospel to them so that they might be saved. I'm going to read that one more time. To truly help them in their times of need and to preach the gospel to them so that they might be saved. That's how we love people. It's not just loving our best friends because that's easy. It's not just loving our parents or our siblings because that's easy. What about the person that no one loves? What about the person that everybody just walks on by? What about the person in your lunchroom on the table that no one sits by because they're weird? God says to love them. Oh, even them? God, if I do that, then I'm going to look all weird. People are going to make fun of me. I'm going to go love the the track star. I'm going to go love the football star. No, not, not that guy. God has called you to love the unlovable. Those who are not being reached, go out and do it. We've been learning this past couple weeks. You know, first we talked about one out of ten. Are you that one out of ten? And then we talked about standing firm on the word of God. When temptation comes, we're standing firm. We're not being moved by the devil. We're not being tempted. We're saying, God, I'm trusting on your word, and I'm standing on your word. Last week, we refocused our thoughts, and we said, who is Jesus to us? Because without him, everything is meaningless. What we do in his service is meaningless. Today, we're talking about the greatest commandment, loving God, loving people. God has called us to love a generation of people that are not without him. You understand that there's people today without a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you are so privileged and blessed to be in a place where you can hear the word of God right now in other countries. To say the name of Jesus Christ, you can go to jail. And even some places, they'd want to kill you. We have such a freedom to love God and love people. But what are we doing? You see, you never know what you got until it's gone. I take you, put you in Saudi Arabia. You, know, you mentioned the name of Jesus in Saudi Arabia. You will get stoned. You will get put in prison. They want to kill you. You said what? And we have a freedom to worship God, to love God, to love people. What are we doing? To truly help them in their times of need. Truly help them. That means doing something about their situation. Helping them out. And to preach the gospel to them so that they might be saved. Let's keep on going. 1 John 3, 16 through 18 says this. This is how we know what love is. Check this out. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with action and in truth. See, God went further. He says, you know, just don't love him with your words. Oh, I love you. God bless you, brother. You just lost your job. You just lost everything. God bless you. And not helping them out. I'm praying for you. Be blessed. But never going to, hey, man, you know, what, what do you need? You need a place to stay? Let me help you out. Come on, we all know people that have it less fortunate than us. Or you might not know somebody like that, but you know someone that can use us, a friend, someone that can just need help, words of encouragement. Come on. I encourage you guys to love people the way 
the Bible tells us to. Amen. Let's keep on. No, <laughs> I'm glad I put this there because I would just went by. By no means is it talking about a romantic relationship. When we think of loving people, it's like, man, Adam, I've been trying to love that girl, but she ain't, she ain't wanting it. What do you, what do you mean? What? It's like, I'm trying to go out with her, but she keeps on saying, no, I'm trying to love on her. You, you preach. And <laughs> you missed the point. By no means is it talking about a romantic relationship, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to love the whole world, Adam. Love people. Encourage them, all right? Come on. I'm glad I put that there. <laughs> love people, because I know you guys were thinking that. I'm about to love someone today. Love people to preach the gospel to them so that they might be saved. Oh, if you truly love somebody, you're going to tell them the truth. If you truly love somebody, you're going to tell them the truth. You're not going to tell them something that they want to hear and a lie so that that person keep on believing something that's not really true. Jesus came, and every time he spoke, guess what he said? I tell you the truth because he loved us because he knew if we kept the way we were going, oh, you're just fine. Just believe in me. No, he said, repent. Oh, you guys think when Jesus came... Baby Jesus in the manger, he grew up, and when he came, he was just like, everybody believe me and follow me. Why do you think they wanted to kill him? Why do you think he died? Why do you think he was persecuted? He said, you know what? Repent. Get right. I know your ways, and they're not right before the Lord. Get right. You preach the word of God. Today we were talking about in our 101, and I strongly encourage you guys to get in 101 because God is doing a great work. And he's raising up disciples, and we're about to take Chicago by force. I'm telling you, God is raising up radicals in this place. But understand, we were talking about going out and preaching the word and sharing what you know. Going out of these four walls of this church and sharing the God. It's easy to tell your neighbor about Jesus Christ. You're in a church. You just, I'm preaching. It's, what, what more can you want? You know? But going out there in our schools. Uh-oh. Going out there in our schools when it's not so popular to talk about Christ. As a matter of fact, everybody's living as if they don't even know Christ. They don't even care. And I promise you, there's going to be a lot of resistance. A lot of people that will come against you and say, don't, dude, serious, really? I even tried it back at Lane Tech, inviting my friends, just even an invite to church. Come on up. Church, you serious, dude? Really? Don't be discouraged by that. If you love them, you're going to preach the word to them. Say, hey, man, you know what? We need to repent of our sins, and that includes you. All right? Let's read this. 1 Corinthians 9, 16. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Paul the Apostle. He had such a burden inside of him. He had the message of the cross. If I don't get this word out, woe to me. I must preach Jesus Christ. And you read about how all these men lived their life and how passionate and how sold out they were for the ministry of Jesus Christ. And how they died, persecuted, martyred, killed. Today we live in America, guys, where there's so much freedom. And we can go back with our Bibles, back in our lunchroom, back in our classrooms, and we can read it and be an example and share, but we don't even do that. Love people the way the Bible says it. Preach the gospel. That's how you love somebody. I'm loving you right now, man. You don't even see it. And I'm telling you, guess what? Good news is good news. For someone who's dead without Christ, for someone who's a sinner, you know, living that lifestyle, Guess what? The gospel is good news. That's what it means, good news. And that's the best news anybody can get. That's the best news. Life with Jesus Christ? Give me that. I encourage you guys to go after God. Be sold out. Amen? Now, when we're preaching the word, it's easy for us to water it down, to, me to make it comfortable so it seems palatable. 
okay? The biggest temptation for you guys when you're preaching Jesus Christ is to water down the message so that your friends can receive it. Man, just all you got to do, really, if you want to be saved, yeah, tell me. Just come to church. That's it. Yeah. If you bring five of your friends, you get a pizza party. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I want to be saved today. It's like, okay, keep on coming. We preach the gospel and we keep it real. And I wanted to, you know, put some pictures up here to, to kind of demonstrate, you know, a little bit what the point I'm going to talk about. Dr. Feelgood. Let's do it. Dr. Feelgood, all right? He's a, <laughs> some of you guys are like, he's going to make me feel good. Hey, 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 none of that. Dr. Feelgood, someone who only wants to give you what you want to hear. He only wants to make you feel good. When we preach the gospel, we don't want to be Dr. Feelgood. Just, oh, it's, everything's going to be okay. Just come to church and don't worry about the altar call. You can even sit in your seat and not worship God. You don't have to do all that stuff. Just If you come to church, okay, just, just come. We preach a gospel that's real. We preach a gospel that's, that's speaking truth. And that just makes people feel good. Because everybody's not going to feel good when you start preaching truth. All right? And then the opposite, we're not Dr. Angry. Okay? I tried my best to find someone that was really angry. He just seemed like he was annoyed. And he was just saying, stop. Okay, so he looked angry, okay? But watch this, guys. We're not always like, you need to accept Jesus. You're going to hell. You can't even say the word because you're so upset. You know, we can be so radical. It's like, we're going to preach it today, right, Adam? It's like, yeah, okay, okay, let me, Adam, go. Ah, you're going to hell. And just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. Excuse me. Hi. Let, let one of the, guys, when we talk to people, we understand what we're saying. Hell's a real place. Heaven's a real place, guys. And we're not going there condemning people. You sinners. Bro, I'm in your church, you know? I said that earlier today. It's just like, guys, really? We preach a gospel. We want to be Dr. Feelgood. At the same time, we're not being Dr. Angry as if, oh, you're a sinner and all this bad stuff. Even though that's true, we want to be somewhere in the middle. Amen? We want to be Dr. Truth. I took this picture from the movie The Passion of the Christ, and the guy, the second to the right, um, was the actor that played Jesus Christ. But there, it kind of paints the picture that, that, man, you know what? Jesus is serious. At the same time, he's, he's peaceful, but he's intense. You know? When Jesus Christ comes on the scene, guys, he keeps it real with you. You need to get right. Because without me in your life, you are going to hell. But there is a hope. There is a purpose for your life. Come to me. Get rid of all this stuff. You don't need that. Get rid of that. Get rid of those things that stop you from coming. Get rid of that. Come to me. I give you life. I give you hope. Come on. You want to understand that, guys, when we speak the truth, the greatest command to love people, to preach the word, we want to be like Jesus. Amen? Obey his commands. Everybody just stand up for me. Layla can come on up. Obey his commands. Simple. We learned it today to love God, worship and adore him with passion, something that you choose. We learned that. Passion. I, I choose to be passionate. You fight through it. All right, I heard this one, one thing uh, we were witnessing, and uh, an SUM graduate came up to us, and she was a leader at that time. And she was saying, you know, everybody start praying. And we made a circle, and we were in Oakland, the, the campus, the main campus of our, of our Bible college. And this is us praying. Because the day before, we were all out, like healing crusade. God was healing people. And we were out the whole day. And we wake up early the next day, and we're holding hands. And she says, go ahead and pray. And so we just This woman of God wasn't going to let that happen. The Bible says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh is tired. She said, no, 
wake it up, wake it up, wake it up. She went around laying hands on every single person right there. Fire, fire. Why? The Holy Spirit wants to work. He wants to move today. And if you guys get out of your stupor, get out of your, your just sleepiness, you will realize and you will hear the Holy Spirit today. Even now, I challenge you all to cut, draw closer and hear what the Lord is saying to you. Don't be afraid. I believe that today you guys are going to come forth and some of you guys are going to receive words. As a matter of fact, I want to pray for two people. And we're all going to worship, but just if you guys can hold with me. I see that you guys are excited. You want to receive that word. I believe that. Don't be in no rush because you guys will get that. We want to pray with you. Obey all of God's commands. All of it. Not just some. Not just these. All of them. You're going to have to die to flesh because you look at this like, it's really hard to love God and to love people. God, die to yourself. Die to your flesh. Die to your emotions. Die to your will. Love God. No exceptions. Today I want to pray for two people. If my leaders can come on up. I want you to get prayer for And at the end we're just going to all going to come and just receive and just enjoy the presence of the Lord. But with all eyes closed and heads bowed. If you're a person here today that's had trouble loving God. Worshiping him, worshiping him with, with passion, adoring him. If you've had trouble in your walk, man, I, I really haven't been loving God as I know I should. Come up and receive prayer. Come on up, guys. Come on. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Don't feel like you're being condemned. We want to pray for you because there's a healing. There's a restoration that the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would bring. Come on. We see that we want to love God. Come on. To come in agreement with you that we're going to love God and love people more. Jesus said to love God and he also said to love your neighbor as yourself come on that's real that's a real Jesus Christ said that have you been loving people as you love yourself to love your neighbor as yourself come on let's work on that some of us can't even love our family much less a stranger let the Lord hear you today and third if you just want more of God I'm just going to release everybody in this place to come up to these altars and just be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you want prayer, I want you to come up to one of my leaders and let them know what you want prayer for. I want everybody to come up to these altars.